0: on CityCast Madison. Remember the famous Mr. Rogers quote, look for the helpers? Well, today's guest is the definition of a helper. Margaret Craigie is a snowplow driver for the city of Madison, the first woman hired to operate heavy equipment for the city. Before most of us even wake up to shovel out the sidewalk, she has cleared miles of snow. But how does she pull it off? It's Wednesday, february first. I'm Bianca Martin, and this is City Cast Madison. Margaret, hello.
1: Hello, how are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm so grateful to be talking to you, especially after what was a really big storm and you're not just any plow driver, but you actually were the first woman to be hired by the Parks Division to operate heavy equipment. Um, your job title with the city is heavy equipment operator. So you also do things like operating bulldozers and other powerful machines. I'm curious, being the first woman to do so in our city's history, what's that been like? Do you encounter that like classic sexism as a woman about doing your job?
1: Um, yes, I was actually pretty lucky. When I got that job, the people on the crew that when I first started, for the most part, they were all very supportive. And most of them thought it was kind of neat that, you know, I was willing to give it a try. And I had a lot of really good mentors. So they were willing to show me some of the tricks of the trade, so to speak. It was more a problem with other people I would sometimes get the go home to the kitchen where you belong or women should be in the office, not out driving dump trucks or things like that. But my husband was like he thought it was just really, really neat and and he would, you know, remind me, he's like, You can do anything that they can do, it's mostly pulling levers and pushing pedals and you know, just paying attention to what you're doing. And so he was very, very supportive. I
0: love
1: it. Um, and my son thought it was real neat. Um, my son was was fairly young at the time. And at one point he told one of his teachers, I want to grow up and do stuff like my mom, not my dad. My dad's a chef and I don't like to cook, but <laughs> my mom gets to operate really cool machinery.
0: I love that. I admire you, too. I I think it's very, very baller, and it just proves you've been doing this for over 25 years and keeping people safe. And it's all right for for your man to be in the kitchen, and you're out on the streets doing heavy equipment. Right, right. And personally, in terms of snow and driving, I'm kind of a scaredy cat, and, you know, for good reason. Driving in the snow is not for the faint of heart sometimes. What is it like to be in the driver's seat of this huge truck and sometimes in terrible weather? Describe that for us.
1: Sometimes the most scary part of it is the other drivers around us. Very frequently, the other people driving down the road, um, they will go faster than what they probably should be in those kind of conditions. Probably the number one thing is that the cars oftentimes follow too close behind the plow trucks. And when they follow real close, we cannot always see them in our mirrors. Mm. So, and there are laws saying that, you know, people are supposed to stay back behind the plow 200 feet, which a lot of people don't realize that's like two thirds of a football field.
0: You should not be behind the plow. If you're close to the plow, you are in the wrong. I oftentimes tell people, if you're
1: behind the plow, stay a half a block back and you're good. We kind of have a saying, there's no such thing as a little accident when it comes to the big equipment like that. Very oftentimes, after an accident like that, the car is being moved on a tow truck, not on its own accord.
0: Yeah. That's important to know. I'm curious. You're talking about like moving, you know, having to kind of be nimble and that sort of thing. I, I naturally, as a car driver, you know, put my mirror in. Has there ever been an incident where you accidentally took a someone's mirror off of a parked car? I
1: have actually been really lucky. I have never, with the plow truck, hit any vehicle or any mirror. Um, She's skilled. With the plow truck. To my knowledge, I have only knocked down one mailbox in all those years during a heavy snow. And the snow flew up and hit the mailbox and the mailbox fell off of the post. So I had to call the supervisor and
0: let them know that. I'm very impressed with that record. Well, thank you.
1: It may seem odd to a lot of people. So the plow truck drivers, it happens frequently that we work really long shifts. We don't just work An eight hour day after a snowstorm, and we're done. Oftentimes, it's a double shift, so we can work maybe 16 hours in a row. Sometimes it just takes longer to get all the snow off of all the roads. And most of the plow truck drivers, if not all of them, when they are in that truck and they are actively plowing, they are like totally 100% wide awake. Because there's so many things you need to be thinking about. You need to be thinking about, you know, which road do I need to turn on? And, and you know, here's this parked car that I got to go around. And, you know, I have to have my plow turned like this. So you just are so conscious of the road conditions themselves. While you're plowing, you're almost sort of like wired. Your senses are just very hypersensitive, you know, of Mm -hmm. watching what all is going around, watching the tree limbs that are coming up. Is there a low wire? Is there a kid that's out shoveling or whatever, you know? And quite honestly, for me, the plowing in the middle of the night is easier than the plowing during the day because in the middle of the night, there's not as much traffic. You don't have to be quite as on high alert for, you know, is there a car behind me that's going to maybe try and pass me on this slick road or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. It sounds like it would be exhausting, though, at the at the end of it. Like, it, it's, it's not so much an issue of staying awake while it's happening, but it sounds like it would take a lot of energy after all that concentration.
1: Yes. A lot of times it's mentally more exhausting than physically.
0: With all of the time that you have been out on the streets and the nights and during the day, what's like the oddest thing you've seen? You must have seen some odd stuff.
1: The oddest thing. Oh, jeepers.
0: One thing that always strikes me as very odd is
1: when we have a real heavy snow and a car sees you coming down the road and they're on a side street and then they quick pull out in front of you so they can be ahead of you and then they get stuck in front of you and then you're like (laughs) "Oh crap well sorry buddy but i can't stop now because i won't get going again if i do so then they unfortunately get buried even deeper oh
0: Um, man
1: one time we had a snowfall that was like 13 inches of snow and you know there's this little more of a sports type car that's low to the ground and Man, if you'd have waited like literally two more minutes, you could have driven on a plowed road. But, you know, they had to try and get in front of me real quick. So they didn't have to go so slow behind that pile that's only going 15 miles an hour. And so they ended up being stuck for an hour and
0: a half. Wow.
1: So to me, that's just a really strange thing, (laughs) you know, because they didn't obviously didn't think it through. Something that will always make me smile When I plow is when people have snowmen in their yards. One time I was plowing an area where the road made a 90-degree curve, and the snowman in the yard as I was coming down the road, instead of having the sticks out to the side like most snowmen do, it had the sticks out in front. Kind of like, stop, don't hit me. I thought that was really clever and, and it just kind of made my night. And that's been several years ago already, but that's something that
0: I, that that I still
1: remember where that house is. Yeah. You know, so yeah. every winter when I go by, it's like, I hope they make their snowman again.
0: <laughs> well, if that was you, make your snowman again. And for all the other whippersnappers, come on, give, give the plow plenty of space.
1: And if I can make one more suggestion to the city residents, if it happens to be your garbage pickup day and the roads need to be plowed, it makes it all the more difficult if we have to swerve out for every single trash can. So if you can leave your trash can on the terrace or right at the end of the driveway, that's great for us.
0: Sometimes Madison residents, they can complain about having huge piles of snow end up burying their car or their driveway. You know, why does that sort of thing happen?
1: One thing that I hope that the residents realize is when all these plow drivers get home, they've got all that snow in the end of their driveway. So it's not that the plow drivers are like, I'm going to fill up this driveway full of snow. I mean, we understand it because we're in that same boat.
0: Absolutely.
1: That snow has to go somewhere, and a lot of it goes up on the terrace, but in the spots where there's a driveway, and then, of course, that snow is going to go into the driveway. And sometimes, especially if it's a heavier snow, like the first couple of snows we had, The plow trucks have to go a little bit quicker in order for that snow to evenly fall off of the side of our snow plow. For me, ideally, when I plow, I like to try and go between 15 and 20 miles an hour. If we go slower, what happens a lot of times, especially if it's a heavy, wet snow, that snow will build up on our plow And then by the time it falls off the side of our plow, it's a giant snowball like as high as your hip. We don't want that to happen because that's really going to be tough for someone to get out of the end of their driveway. So by going a little bit quicker, it falls off more evenly and that in the long run actually makes it easier for the residents to shovel.
0: Honestly, I feel extra touched listening to this. You are sounding to me like an artist (laughs) or like a baker, like you are trying to make it land just right. And you're doing so much, I mean, outside of when it's maybe scary, it feels like it, it almost might be kind of fun. It is kind of fun.
1: And it's nice when you're done with your route. So I have a set route that I plow. My route happens to be from Verona Road to Whitney Way and from the Beltline to Raymond Road, every street inside of those boundary roads. And when you're done working and you've got all those roads done, you know, it makes you feel good because it's like, there, now all these people can get to where they need to go. To me, I like that part of the public service because even if people don't necessarily say, oh, thanks for plowing my road. I know that they're going to be happier once their roads are plowed.
0: What is your favorite part of this job?
1: I think my favorite part is when I'm plowing during the day and the residents are outside shoveling and they wave to me or they give me a thumbs up or they give me a smile that's like their way of saying, thank you for what you're doing. And that's like kind of a pat on the back to me. And because, you know, occasionally you'll run into a resident that'll shake their fist at you or, what? you know, or they'll, or they'll put their hand on their hip. Like I just was shoveling here. I just got the end of my driveway shoveled out. And <laughs> and I'd say 99% of the people on my route They'll wave to me or they'll give me a thumbs up when they see me coming down their road. That just is a really good feeling because it's like now I know I'm appreciated. Yeah. And and that goes a really long ways.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna come to your route, <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> and come find you. I've been
1: here for a while, <laughs> quite a long time, and, but I still enjoy my job, and I think. There's a lot of people that have a hard time saying that, and I enjoy my job 99% of the time. I think that's half the battle sometimes, is enjoying what you do.
0: It's wonderful to hear that. And we all get the benefits of the fact that you enjoy it and care about it so much. And you've been doing it so long. You are literally a trailblazer. You trail, you blaze the trail for us. And you, you being the first woman in the Parks Division to operate heavy equipment, that's really, really neat. And it's just been a pleasure talking with you, Margaret.
1: Well, thank you so much. And actually, as far as I know, I was the first woman in any city department to be a heavy equipment operator three
0: all right upping it that's my fun little brag it was really really neat to find out a little bit more and hear some stories about what it's like for you as a plow driver especially in in the city where snow is such a real a gift and also a challenge um that we we face together thank you so much for your time
1: okay great and thank you for having me i appreciate the opportunity to speak with you all
0: that's margaret craigie heavy equipment operator for the city of madison she's been driving the same plow route on the west side since 1994. so next time you see a plow driver on the road give him a wave (laughs) And here's what else Madison's talking about. You still have time to help name Madison's new snow plows. You can pick your favorite five names for each piece of new equipment. I mean, who would not want to call a plow, Sylvester Snow Loan? Or maybe you prefer Fighting Bob La Plow It, or Giannis Intent to Scoop Snow. You have until this Friday, February 3rd, at 8 p.m. to cast your ballots. We'll throw a link in our show notes. And hey, We're doing a full week dedicated to love leading up to Valentine's Day, and we need your help. Did you ever have a date so bad that your friends are still laughing about it? Or maybe a chance encounter turned into something wonderful? Does online dating make everything easier now, or is it worse? Leave us a voicemail. Give us your take at 608-318-3367 that's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell someone who is out shoveling to subscribe to CityCast Madison? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Talk soon.
1: Always look for the helpers, there will always be helpers.